Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Dating Humans, the podcast on relationships. My name is Rilly Mosimba and my co-host is Mary Smith. In this particular episode, we'll be talking about the power dynamics in relationships. And as always, we definitely start off with those newly dating and those new relationships. But there are other type of relationships out there that we're going to touch on as well. And one of the ones that we find most interesting is the power dynamics in the workplace or power dynamics in a family setting. Relationships are often unbalanced. Yes. And we like to get them as balanced as possible. Mm -hmm. There are times where one person likes the other one better. Mm -hmm. One person is getting on my nerves, (laughs) which I... (laughs) um, But... So it's often unbalanced. Yes. And in a decent relationship, it's not too far off. You know. Right, like it's never, it's not, I want, want to be mindful of not saying never, but it's not yeah. going to be 50-50 ever. Right. Because that's extremely difficult to yes. do. Yes, that's like, like um, perfectionist level. So I'm a firefighter and I remember a former fire chief going into a city council meeting and he was telling the panel, city council panel, that he was going to fill every vacancy in the fire department. And the head person for city council was like, that's impossible. You can't do it. You know, who does that? And he looked at the fire chief like, you fucking simpleton. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I mean, he gave him that look. Because just like what we we're talking about, you'll never have that balance. No. Even if it is 5149. You know, 60, 40. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it is what it is. Right. So getting back into that balance, there's also that perceived balance. Sue. Yeah. A lot of times we walk into a conversation perceiving that we're on top. Mm-hmm. Little do we know. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is. <laughs> they already had us before we even walked up. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that happens. Yeah. And that happens. And for a lot of people, depending on who it is, it can kind of mess their head up. I think people that are not as comfortable with not being on top, mm-hmm. like when they're dynamic in most relationships and this comes from mm-hmm. childhood mm-hmm. where like their survival is to be the one in, in power and so when you interact mm-hmm. with someone like that and they're not comfortable it means they're not comfortable being vulnerable and being open because they have to have that power right does that make sense like they, that makes a lot of sense but yeah. i've always looked like and this is me uh a dude coming from the hood but I always looked at it is if you cannot put yourself in a vulnerable position, mm-hmm. you're weak. And and yes. but that's just me speaking because well, that's you don't have you had to survive right. when you were growing up. Like, you, right? Would you want to be vulnerable in the hood? No, no. But in whether it's uh, relationship dynamics, 
family dynamics, even friendship dynamics, you know, where you cannot always be on top. Right. So. For various reasons. Yeah. So say, for instance, uh, it's a group of eight kids that always hung together, right? Mm -hmm. You can only have one leader. And if you have people always butting heads, that's not good for the dynamics. So, so everybody plays a role, which they exactly. do. They talk about in family dynamics therapy or fa- okay. family therapy that mm-hmm. like, you know, when you have, you, you have certain people play certain roles. Right. So if you are that person who is always bucking for the top mm-hmm. because you don't want to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. to me, that's not strength. That's you play your role. Mm-hmm. You play your role. If your role is to follow at this particular time, that, that's not saying that you're not you're not a good leader, but your role at that time is to follow. Well, it's like sometimes. Well, I guess if my dynamic with a client, mm-hmm. I don't want to come off as the one in power. Okay, right. I have a certain skill base and knowledge, but they also have a skill base and knowledge of their life. They're bringing their life that I don't mm-hmm. know about. I didn't live in that, in their shoes. I, I, you know, so I always try to say something along the lines of, Hey, this is our work. We did this together. Mm-hmm. You're just a, as much a part of this, but the, but that dynamics can change. If I look at them and say, Hey, I noticed this about your behavior. Have you noticed that before? I mean, that is me going like up, up. It can seem like me going up above them that I'm noticing something about themselves that they didn't know. But then it, what I'm doing is I'm allowing them to like, this is, this is your power now. Okay. But just like your hand movements are going, you're leading. Yeah. Yes. You're leading. Yes. And then sometimes you need to sit back and listen. Yeah. So leading does mean like being out front. That's like the traditional way of leading. Like if you look at it as in like terms of sports Mm -hmm. or um, just leading means being out front. Mm -hmm. But that's not necessarily leadership qualities. No. (laughs) So those are all different things. How to lead people Mm-hmm. There are different ways you can lead from the front. You can mm-hmm. lead um, with your members, meaning mm-hmm. all of you guys are doing things together. Or you can lead from the rear mm-hmm. where you say, hey, go do that. And I will, once you get that particular, um, I was about to say object, but once you get that task done, then I'll meet you there. Right. Like having some more autonomy. Yeah. But you're guiding them. Yeah, so there are a bunch of different uh, types of leadership styles. And bringing this full circle, it depends on your relationship and the person that you're dealing with, mm-hmm. their style of leadership. And I wonder how that comes up in dating and who's going to message who first. Who's going to, you know, like what we were talking about a little earlier today yeah. of playing the, the game, so to speak, in terms of like, do I wait three hours to text him back? How available am I? I feel like all of this is a part of what we're talking about. It's part of the power dynamic. Well, you know, 
back in the day, I haven't heard it recently, but rappers used to um, have the little saying, like, you're playing yourself. Yes. Or, yeah. or you played yourself. And I think that that's something that's relevant now, but it's not, it's just not, like, we don't say it as much. Because, uh, for instance, that I'm not going to hit you until you hit me. Mm-hmm. You played yourself. Both of you guys played yourself to a certain extent. There has to be someone. I get what you're saying. Because be nobody s- wins. If, you, if neither of you hit each other up, nobody wins. Because you're both sitting there wanting to hit each other up, but you're not doing it based yeah. off this false. Oh, that's maybe what you were talking about. That false mm-hmm. perception of the power dynamic. There you go. There you go. So you thought you had power. And your power is that this person will submit to me by calling. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't always come out that way. Or almost the reverse of that. When that person does call you, you believe because they called you, they submitted to you. Mm-hmm. No. No. That could just be that person's leadership school, uh, styles. You know? Well, and... Um... You know, what's interesting is I was just thinking of when you reach out or something or if you decide to say hello to someone that you're not sure what your relationship is with that person. Maybe you had a falling out or something like that and you decide to reach out to them. Some will say, oh, that's you being the better person, bigger person. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting if one person could see it as you being the bigger, better person. And then one person could see it as, oh, yeah, you reached out to me, weak little bitch. Like, yeah. You know, it's like, and you don't want to, those are two totally different views of the same behavior. I like that you said that. Because a lot of people do think like that. Right. Uh, and we find it more and more now in the age of social media. And I'll just give you from what I see is a little bit back history. Mm-hmm. Since the age of MySpace, where we're Are able to... bring it way back. Hey, hey don't get mad. Because right I got now? some... <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud to say that I've never, I never had a MySpace. Whatever, I you're still on had, MySpace. <laughs> hey, I just had the AOL aim. <laughs> nah, I still got my AOL too. Um, <laughs> So since the age of uh, MySpace, we've been able to create just what it says, MySpace. I've never looked at it that way, but yeah. yeah. We take yeah. it a little bit too seriously. And then MySpace progressed into, maybe I'll skip some, but uh, Facebook. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. And you're able to put your content, your everything about you. You're branding yourself. Yes. Now, within all of that, bringing it up to where we are now, you're able to grandstand. Able to grandstand. You, a lot of people are really feeling themselves. Well, why are you DMing me? Or somebody don't like what you say and they comment mm-hmm. on Instagram. Why this bitch? You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Yeah. You so, see that a lot. Yeah. I actually just started to know. I don't know why I haven't noticed this as, as much, but 
the amount of people that will comment a negative something negative on either famous person's post or an Instagram model's post, like or somebody, um, you know, they'll like comment about their body or their weight mm. or like if they said something, you know, and they take it the wrong way and it's not, you know, it's something like that. And the amount of just like negative hate that people feel free to say yeah. is amazing to me. And yeah. just that the back and forth that can continue with that. I'm okay. like, wow. So, so I'm going to touch on what you're about to say, but in what we were saying before, that ties into that perception of power. Perception of power, right. It perception really does. of power. Yes. Not really power. Yes. Just perception. Okay, so this was last year. There was an Instagram model put a young guy on blast for, I believe she was saying like, they were, so she had the video of him following her in the mall. Now he wasn't doing it. I can vouch. It wasn't creepy or anything like that. Whether he recognized her from just, she has hundreds of thousands, I believe to millions of followers. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm going off of old memory. Mm-hmm. But he looked like he didn't know what to say 100%. And he liked somebody, he saw somebody that, that he liked, and he wanted to say something to her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he you didn't, see someone famous on the street, and you're- Or even you're famous, like, ah. yeah. yeah. You get starstruck, you're like, Okay, ah. so, so she added this little rant, and me being me, I made my comment. My comment was, you miss the opportunity to connect with a fan or a possible fan. Instead of looking at, and that's that perception of power. Her perception of power was she has this platform. She didn't see the guy for what he was. A fan? Yeah. Or a possible fan. She saw him for what she needed. And what she needed was to, what she perceived to be snatch power from him. Or to elevate herself. And... My thing was, you missed the opportunity. You missed the opportunity to gain gain a fan. Well, it sounds like she wasn't open to to what that could have been. She had a very narrow focus, narrow perception of what that was. And that's that grandstanding. Yeah. That's that grandstanding. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, that's that online grandstanding. That's that perception of power. Yeah, she, goes right back to that. that she power. believed that her power and... The power of her page, the power of the people that that follow you mm-hmm. to a certain degree, and I'll take it a little bit higher now. When you got thousands to hundreds of thousands of followers, these people are following you for a reason. Oh, yeah. Whether it's to take them out of their daily life for a minute mm-hmm. or whether it's because they genuinely <clears throat> feel you or like what you're doing. These Instagram models out here. I mean, some of them are role models to people. I was about to say, other women desire yeah. right. to be like them. Right. You know, um, that's been the age-old thing in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Like when I was taught, you want, if you, if you are a guy in the entertainment industry, you want the girls to like you, 
mm-hmm. and the guys who want to be like you. Mm-hmm. And the reverse of that. Yep. If you're a woman in the entertainment industry, you want guys to like you and the women to be like you. Mm-hmm. When that, Interesting. Yeah, when that perception of power comes in and you don't know what to do with it, you do stupid shit. Well, I feel like this makes me think of, I mean, we, when we could look at it through the other lens, like you said, like you're like, I'm from the hood. Like to be vulnerable, that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. And so it makes me think of all the uh, oppressed races, mm-hmm. um, the LGBTQ community, you know, all of these individuals um, and how they must feel mm-hmm. in this arena of power when it comes to daily interactions, when it comes to intimacy, when it comes to work, um, when it comes to all of the, well, I mean, almost every area of our life is there's a power dynamic and a role that we play. And it makes me think of how much we might not think about that other person and, and what their experience is and what they're coming to the table with. That goes back to, I don't think it was a, I don't know whether it was a documentary or whether it was a online, somebody's speech or something. And they were talking about black folks in the hood, right? Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how you wonder why these young black kids are so loud. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. kids in general across the board <clears throat> are going to be loud. Yeah. Teenagers are loud just in general. They want to be heard. They want to be heard. <laughs> they do. But once again, these young black kids that they were saying want to be heard even more because they know that they're left out of the conversation. Yes. They know what's going on. Yeah. Now, taking that into social media, they finally get that platform. Or the, the chance for the platform. The chance for the platform. And sometimes it's responsible. Sometimes it's not. Right. And, of course, you know, when it's not, it could be an ugly thing. Right. You know. And, per, again, then going into the perceived mm-hmm. perceived power dynamic. Yeah. yeah. This makes me also think of going to dating. The app Bumble was created mm-hmm. By a woman to give other women the power Mm -hmm. that men can't reach out first. Mm -hmm. It's up to the woman to reach out first. And it makes me think of how um, quickly that platform grew. I mean, I think now it's uh, a lot of individuals use it. Mm -hmm. That's just a shout out to Bumble. Right, shout out to Bumble. Hold on, hold on. So we have our new. Maybe we could get one. where's, Where's the hand clapping? Oh, yeah. Oh, wrong one. Hold on. That's the laughing one. That's the laughing. Hold on, hold on. Oh, hold on. Okay, oh. Definitely wrong. Yes. Bumble. Do, 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 do. Wait, that should be our soundtrack to trying to online date. Do, 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 do. There you go. There we Angela. go. Shout out to Bumble. Yes. So this is our amateur-ish coming out. Because yes. I have no idea what's on this little control panel. We're just going to f- But we're making it, it work. We're making it work. Make it work. But back to Bumble. Shout out to Bumble. Yes. Shout out to Bumble. Shout out to anyone who is trying to, we'll say, correct or maintain a level balance of power. 
Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Where you know. is he going with this? No, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think any, I, I give thanks to anyone that just tries because mm-hmm. I know just to self-disclose a little bit for me that I, I do get caught in sometimes mm-hmm. of the power. Um, you know, like a ex looks at your story mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. my story. Yeah, you know, and and, yeah. and it's like I catch myself doing that, or, and I'm like, what, what am I? What, like, what am I doing? Like, I, maybe he didn't. Maybe it was just like going through, and maybe he didn't even like. Why am I holding? It's almost like I'm holding the power. I'm giving the power to him. To or 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 you know, if I'm with with a female, maybe we we haven't been in touch in a while, and it's like I'm gi- almost giving them the power. This is kind of going into another topic, but like the power dynamic. No, no, I mean it's the same topic almost. Who was that? Was it Eleanor Roosevelt? I believe it was. A, the quote is, and I know I'm butchering this quote, but well, I won't even say it. But it has to do with something about. You're only giving away your power unless you believe. Oh Lord, where's my phone at? But um, uh, but I, whatever. Yeah. Quote that is. I, I truly was, believe that because yeah. once, and this has been a practice for me for years of social media and you know ex partners, ex lovers, whatever, and going through and being like, ha, he liked my stuff. I'm back in the game. And mm-hmm. but if I don't give a shit. Like, if I'm like, oh, you know what? He liked my stuff. That's really nice. Like, I hope he's doing well. It's like that. Those are two different views of looking at and and or giving someone power. And the latter oh. makes me feel a lot better. And it's me not giving it to him. Here it is. I was off by a mile. No. But uh, it does kind of tie into what we're talking about. And it is Eleanor Roosevelt. Hey, there you who go. Who said, no one can make you feel inferior. Without your consent. Where's the boom? My <laughs> hold on. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I got to turn it upside. There it is. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I have to sit and think about that one and really take that one in because that it, it's a practice. Because yeah. if you grew up in an environment where the power dynamic is a, is survival, mm-hmm. that is going to be strongly that's going to be a strong drive for you Mm -hmm. and so that means that one you have to be aware that you do that so you've got to you have had to have some point in your life where something has made you self-reflect or maybe you go into therapy Mm -hmm. and and you have the will to look at that um so you have to one be aware of that but then two work on and accept that and and then change it and that's a daily practice. Like, I feel like when I'm talking with clients, you know, they bring up like old behaviors, old patterns. Mm-hmm. And it's because we have different moments in our lives that that stuff comes up. So this power dynamic comes up in lots of ways. So you're probably, it's a daily practice to keep that in check. Yeah. Yeah. Because you ruin, not you ruin, but you have the potential to ruin a lot. Because you perceive that you're you're losing power, right? Or in right now, I'm thinking about, uh, for instance, like work relationships mm-hmm. and work friendships. Mm-hmm. You know where 
especially coming out of the 80s, if you can kind of remember all of the movies uh, that were work-related were like the Wall Street, kind of that hungry wolf kind of thing where you had to be the cut movie, throat. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, there you which go. Is, yeah. yeah. I was like, well, this is what the 80s were like? <laughs> Shit, it seemed like a party. So, yeah, so, well, you had that whole philosophy going on, that whole, uh, was that, 38 Laws of Power. Right. Uh, there was another book that, uh, the Sun Tzu, um, the art of war and people was um, during that time and into the nineties and mm-hmm. carried on. People was uh, really misinterpreting that. A lot of people still carry that mindset, even if they weren't around at that time, that hungry uh, must always be in power. Mm-hmm. And whether it's a romantic relationship, whether it's friendship mm-hmm. or whether it's, work friendships or family environment you will see people who are always jostling for power mm-hmm. for no reason mm-hmm. what's really going on here and like you were saying whatever has happened in that person's past to make them believe that they're losing power right and, and once again as we talk about this right now my my thought frame is on work. You know, I work around a lot of people. And you will see that. You'll see I'm that. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I was watching a speech by Esther Perel. You know her. I love her. I bring her up all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, be, and I like her because she looks at relationships through, like, through all lenses. Like, the mm-hmm. history of relationships, the dichotomy of relationships, like, all, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And... She mentioned um, in the in South by Southwest recently that that conference mm-hmm. that for the first time ever we're starting to use relationship words for our work relationships. Like we're using, well, I felt betrayed. Well, I don't trust my boss. Mm-hmm. Well, so and so hurt me, and we're not used to that yet. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of therapists are actually getting hired to come to companies and mm-hmm. to teach them how to work well together. How, and, and it's relationships. Yeah, so two things. You're exactly right. We're putting a lot of hours mm-hmm. into work nowadays. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't work that traditional nine to five. Mm-hmm. But even the work that I do or have done within the entertainment industry, we put in. Huh? I'm actually pulling up like my took notes. Oh. <laughs> I just want to. Yeah, why you, Make sure I'm saying it right. <laughs> on a film set, Ooh. we would be there for hours. Hours. Oh, go ahead with. Uh, no, no, I, don't, I haven't pulled it up yet. Okay, so we would be there for hours, hours and hours, almost sun up to sundown kind of a thing. Putting putting a set up, going over scenes, practicing, filming, looking at the dailies. That's um, just sometimes you look at the film footage of what you shot that day. So we don't just ring the bell and walk out at a certain time anymore on jobs. Now, I will say to what you were saying, in the fire department, we've looked at that. We've had that mentality for a longer time because we're working like 24-hour shifts or more. Like around the country, there's still a handful of fire departments that work for 
longer than 24 hour shifts. So, so that family dynamics comes in when you're cooking, you're cleaning, mm-hmm. you're doing all that kind of stuff together. So, oh, wow, our, I never even thought of it. Yeah, yeah. So our particular job, we, we do when there's frustration, when there's a lot of bullshit in the firehouse, people aren't getting along. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you do have to have that family dynamics because... Oh, yeah. Roles and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I, in the fire department, you would be my sister because we have to work together to uh, save lives, fight fire, do whatever it takes to get through that day. Sister from another mister. <laughs> you were determined to make me laugh. I, know, really <laughs> I seen it coming. Uh-huh. You saw the I look see. on my face. So I was like, I'm gonna go in. <laughs> yeah, but um, so our dynamics in the fire department is a little bit more, it's not as transactional as that particular nine to five. It's mm-hmm. more family related. Oh, I could see why. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought this was funny. Um, apparently, this apparently my notes are also all over the place, which is no surprise to me. But in this, she mentions she goes, "What are the three made main hidden issues that exist below a lot of relationship dynamics and relationship conflict?" And she says it's either about power and control, it's either about closeness and care. Or it's about respect and recognition. Mm. That's everything. That's everything. So we're covering, it looks like, the power and control today. Yeah. Maybe we next time we could do closeness and care and then respect and recognition. But all of those are part of relationship dynamics in that push and pull in the dichotomy between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I guess it would be dichotomy, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, um, public school education. Uh, no, let me stop. I do, not, I do not pay attention in English class at all, and it's really biting me in the ass for this. I'm like, look at my cousin. I'm like, can you, can you proofread this? And she's like, no, it's going to take me two days to proofread a paragraph. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I was fairly good in English. It was grammar. Okay. But um, go back to the first. Oh, did you just? I can go back to it. Yeah, go back to the first, or you said power and control. Power and control. Power control. And I could see that those go hand in hand. If you have power, you have control. Or if Mm -hmm. you feel like you have power, you feel like you have control. Mm -hmm. I like, I like this. Yeah, what do you think? No, you're exactly right. But I like the subject of perceived power. Because too. everyone perceives that they have power. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times nowadays, we find it more often, as people say online, you got me effed up. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, and when, I, when I'm trying to tell clients about perceptions, I want to be mindful that... I'm sorry, sometimes, yeah, I'm making noise. Oh, Go that's ahead. okay. Is that the, like, crinkly... Oh, I'm sorry. Christmas. Yay. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we want to look at it through all different lenses mm-hmm. because I'm not saying that your perception is wrong, right? There's no wrong or right. 
it is, we want to look at perceptions with the three different lenses. There's the perception that you have. There's, there's the perception of others, the other person. And then there's the reality. So you want to look at all three of those because, you know, if, you, if you're walking around the world thinking that your perception is like the right one, I'll tell you what, you probably do not have a lot of close relationships. Yeah, and you don't have a good grip on life. No. You, you're, you're, you, that's real, that's, uh, how do you say, wild and loose? Yeah. You're wild and loose. You're, uh, uh, how do you used to say for the wild, wild, wild west, you're slinging from the hip. You're just shooting out everything. Yeah. You are not, you don't have it together. What's that? As. Oh, <laughs> you're probably an asshole. Like you're walking around the world going, yeah, I'm right. No, Everybody's actually, wrong. yeah, no, right. I think that's, I, I mean, that's a good definition for asshole. Mark Manson in his book. I love this guy. I first saw him when he said either fuck yes or fuck no. It's an article that he came out with that made, mm-hmm. like really, I was like, oh man, this guy's got like, he takes like social psychology, psychology, and in his book, um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, mm-hmm. he mentions that there are like two types of people. And there's a people that walk around the world with the perception that like, well, it's that other person. That other person did it or that they're at fault. And then the other people are, it's my fault. Mm-hmm. I did this. And hold the blame. So it's like that's the perception. And then there's people like me. Uh, it's both of you idiots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how I am at know. work. It's Anybody rare. that works with me can tell you I'm the kind of I'm the kind of guy. I will sit back and be like, "Look at these two motherfuckers." No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to go. <laughs> You're like, mean to. These. But yeah. so you blame? Do you blame others? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> is what we're calling you out right now. Do you blame others? <laughs> Do I blame others? Yes. Um, sometimes. I'm both. I can blame others. Yeah. I can blame myself. I try to look at it I in a reality base. Yeah. Like, if it's me, I can tell it's me. Yeah. If it's somebody yeah. else, I'd be like, nah. Or if it's like um, the newer laws, the newer accident laws, mm-hmm. uh, even though somebody rear-ended you, what did you play? What was your percentage? Ooh, so I like if that. I have a percentage in it, like mm-hmm. I will tell, like my friends will tell you, like if I, I will let you know, yeah, I did this. I'm like 20% in, but. <laughs> <laughs> I only did 10% of it, but I did it. But like, you know, I think that that's, yeah. there, there's, there's power in a good way into acknowledging and accepting your responsibility in it. Yeah. Um, accountability. There we go. There you go. Ooh, that's a good one. I feel like that's yeah. like where it's like, when you take accountability, I feel like I, there's respect in that. I'm speaking of respect and recognition. Yeah. yeah. Are we moving on to the second one? Nah, nah I like, I like <laughs> no, the power but, dynamic. Oh, that was me doing the power dynamic. Right? But that, yeah. <laughs> but that's still, you have to not be an asshole. Because most people who are assholes don't realize that they're an asshole. Yeah. That's true, though. Um, what was it? I feel like my dad has taught me this from mm-hmm. a very young age. 
and I'm sure that he said it in a better way, but the way that I look at it is it's a small world. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember my dad would meet people in the grocery store. He would meet, he would see people that he knew everywhere. And he's a very liked guy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you don't like him, it was it was rare that some that he ran into someone that he was like oh well, you know we want, you know and even people that he did run into he would still smile say hello you know acknowledge that person and to me it was like you just don't be a dick mm-hmm. don't be an asshole and I feel like when we you can take a step back and look at it through all of mm-hmm. those lenses mm-hmm. go like is it me is it that person what's the reality that that is you stepping back and not being a dick well yeah but that's that's a person who is reflective, has empathy, mm. um, someone who is aware of their surroundings. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who's not afraid to be vulnerable. Well, being vulnerable is a, is seen as a strength. and Yeah. Um, like less defensive people. I, I tell people like this, and like uh, whether younger or older, a lot of firefighters will tell you that one of the things that I do say is know who's around you at all times. Mm. Always know who's around you. Even if it's a... What do you mean by that? Sizing people up. Even if it is like a... Know your audience? Huh? Know your audience. Know your audience. Even if it's a fraction of a second. Whether you're on um, mass transit and you sit next to someone, you know, you're going to... Do a fraction of a second size up to see. Oh, absolutely. Should I be sitting next to this person? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then comes flooding in all of your past perception and yeah. biases. Probably in the brain, it's m- milliseconds yeah. of this happening that you're registering, and we don't. We're not even conscious yeah. of this shit. Yeah, you're walking to the new job. Yeah, and you have everyone trying to show you the ropes. Yeah. Who the hell do you trust? Yeah. So know who's around you at all times. And now see, and that's like a good like power dynamic, right? Like me and you would not walk off of an African safari mm-hmm. and be like, oh, look, there's a lion over there. What's <laughs> up? Like that is you not taking in the power dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like that is their playing field. Mm-hmm. We would quite honestly be lunch. Yeah. So is that what you're talking about in terms of like there is that yeah, so yeah, I'm going to break this down just a little bit deeper. Power dynamics and the perception of such is that when you walk into a place for the first time, know who's hungry for that power. Then you can make the decision whether you're going to stay away from that person or you're going to gravitate towards them. It also dictates... Know why they want the power too. There you go. What their intent is. Yeah. Know who's the asshole. Seriously. It's true, though. Seriously. Yeah. So I can walk into a firehouse and really don't know these guys. Mm-hmm. But I'm sniffing out the asshole. Mm-hmm. You know, because guess what? I don't want to be around them. Yeah, can- so that is your, you're going, okay, who, you're assessing your environment, yeah. which is a survival technique. Yeah. And you're going, who is the lion? Who's the predator here? And who's the jackal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just like walking into a new job. 
You oh, got you. I bet we do that all the time. A nice new working on a new store. Yeah, coffee shop. We're like nice that. new office job. Yeah, and the asshole wants to be your friend, mm. and everybody's like, mm, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. You know, should we bring this back into dating? Yes, the, you, we did get off. We did. We got off at the wrong exit. We're like... Well, no, I mean, I I, I think that it's important for us to... I I know our name is Dating Humans, but when we're we're ultimately talking about relationships, which follow us and lead everywhere. Yeah. And I think that this... When you're talking about work and you're talking about walking into a new environment... It's if we're looking at the dating world and we're looking at environments, well, um, the platform, the yeah. app is the environment. Yeah. And you're and you're sizing everybody up. You're going left, right, asshole, no asshole. Yeah. Every guy. Okay. Like say, for instance, you're on a, a, a dating site. Mm-hmm. You get to put up no more than 10 pictures. Mm-hmm. You're going to look at those 10 pictures and judge from there. The guy who got that ten was pictures. That's an Ansari's modern romance. For real? Yeah, yeah. He was talking about like the how much pictures meant mm-hmm. in, uh, to people in their first yeah. perception, their first glance of that person. They're so, sizing them up. So you swipe past. Okay, so and we're using you. So you're uh, <laughs> wonderful, <laughs> guinea pig. Um, so and you have all these dudes lined up and ten pictures a piece. Okay. Yeah. Well, yes, this is okay. So, <laughs> so we have the one guy who has uh, ten pictures in front of his car. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have one guy, ten pictures of him. Uh, like I'm already on the couch, sitting here judging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, sitting on a couch. You right. know, you got um, another picture, ten pictures of this guy. At various places, but he has alcohol. He's always drinking, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sounds you have- like a good time to me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, bingo. Um, um, or like guys that yeah. in the gym. Yeah. Right? But like that would appeal to a certain audience. But then again, it's the false perception. It's maybe the go. false, yeah, false yeah. perception we're putting out for people. Because what if you're putting up gym selfies when in reality... You probably are, maybe you are, maybe you're not, but um, you probably are a lot more, there's a lot more to you. Yeah. Well, that. well, what I was about to say was the picture of one guy at work around coworkers. Mm-hmm. Then in the next picture, yes, you can be proud of your car. Put up that picture of the car. Right. Uh, yeah. Put up that picture of you at the gym. That balance. The balance of it. Yeah. Uh, so to speak. So. Getting back to that perception of power, you know, it's... um, Gosh, like who answers who first? Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. It starts with who swiped right on you. Like it it ultimately can start from the very get-go. Yeah. Interaction. What do you think? I I don't think there's no rights. I don't think there's no rights. And that's not like a cop out. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's just no rights. 
and no, like right or wrong. Is that what you mean? No right. Rights? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, now there are wrongs. So yeah. the the wrongs is, and once again, this is me. If you two idiots are playing games, <laughs> <laughs> going okay, I'm gonna yeah, I'm away. I'm gonna I'm wait. A, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna respond right away. I don't want to seem desperate, and yeah. it's like. That is, a and then that turns that you and, Yeah, there you go. That's, it's, it's, there you go. It's called a projection. <laughs> <laughs> People project all the time. Yeah, so they're projecting the wrong thing. Well, it's maybe it's a projection of power. Yeah. If we want to add lots of P's to this yeah. projection, perception, power, yeah. all that good stuff, and yeah. I think that power dynamics are detrimental mm-hmm. to modern relationships in the dating world. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is my opinion of that, but I feel that if we not think of dating as a power dynamic versus just a, like, this is me and you getting to know each other and getting and getting a feel for each other. And if it's like, okay, it almost sounds so simple coming out of my mouth, right? Like, it's like, ah. Oh, All right, well, yeah, you're asking people nice. to be vulnerable. Right. And people have walls up and want to play that power dynamic. Like maybe they've been hurt before, right? Muscle up. Right. And they're like, oh, I'm not going to text her back or I'm not going to respond to her yet or I'm going to ghost her Mm -hmm. or I'm going to simmer that person. Mm -hmm. All these uh, things. Hold on. What is simmer? Hold on. Simmer. Let me pull up a picture. There's simmer. There's icing. And it's all a dynamic. I think um, I know what icing is. Well, we we know what ghosting is, right? So right. ghosting is when you're having a relationship with someone, and I mean you're having you've been talking to them, you've hung out with them, you've hooked up with them, and all of a sudden you just exit out of the relationship. You're like done, finito, uh, but you have not you've not stated outwardly to that person that that's what you're doing and so the person sits there and they wonder and it creates anxiety and all that good stuff okay here we go did i send you the picture of it uh no i don't think so so icing oh simmering is literally pretty much putting people on the back burner ah yeah like plan b that's simmering and icing is oh here we go i've got it so icing, the definition of icing, and so, who came up with this? Um, so there is a chart by Adam Davine, Davine um, and it's relationship accountability spectrum. So at the top, he's got like the most passive, and then it goes towards the most active. And it goes from passive, ghosting, most passive. Mm-hmm. Icing comes after that. Icing is manufacturing a reason to suspend the relationship, a la... I'm too busy. Um, and then there's simmering, which is reducing the frequency of dates and communication. And then, ah, here's the word of what we've been talking about all day, power. So the, the most active approach that you can take, and this is power in that like, you're, you're taking ownership, leadership. Mm-hmm. It's called power parting. Power parting. It's called ending it conclusively in language that can't be misinterpreted by wishful thinking. So here's what it is for you. You know and trust yourself well enough to know when something isn't working and you have faith in the future. 
So, for instance, the typical text of power parting is, this isn't working for me. Thank you for sharing the world of improv. I enjoyed our time together and wish you all my best. That sounds like a card. <laughs> that sounds like a No, but it's... Hallmark. Yeah, a Hallmark card. Start but, writing power parting cards. <laughs> that could um, be the new thing. But the yeah, what but, it does for you and the recipient is clarity and resolution a yeah. faster faster healing time and no haunting hopes or ambiguity that's great send me that can you send yeah me yeah that? oh yeah just um share it with me yeah then leaves a per right and so i guess what what it gives you is that power where both of you feel empowered mm -hmm. because like you i mean one of them might feel rejected which that's okay to feel but you're not sitting in ambiguity you're not guessing you're not confused you're not anxious you go okay that person they were they rejected me, but they let me know they did it with respect, and I know where they are, and I know what to do. That you know, I need to move on from this. I need to heal and move on. And then the other person, they got out what they wanted to say. They you know maybe felt not good, and I think that would be bad to describe it that way. But they felt like okay, I, I was honest with that person, so it aligns with their morals, values. They're genuine about it, and they go okay. I, I'm gonna tell you why I'm laughing. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you why I'm over here giggling. Because it sounds good. And <laughs> your <laughs> smile is like you're giggling right now. I fired a lawyer, <laughs> one of my attorneys, mm. like that before. Really? Yeah. Well, it, and it, power parting. It's just like. So did you guys feel? Huh. Okay. Yeah, she felt like. She felt. Oh, did I say she? No. Yeah, you didn't she, hear that. Okay. <laughs> because I don't she. want to, someone to hear this and be like, uh. And yes, I've had a lot of attorneys over the years, <laughs> but yeah, <Wrong> thing. <laughs> it has been a, a hard knock life. But um, well, look, you've had to clearly learn. Yeah, the hard way. The, well, <laughs> no, the hard way, which is the vulnerable yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. But going back to, <laughs> I did have to. I mean, I did cut it off yeah. in that particular way. Yeah. Like, look. This isn't, I forgot exactly what I said, but it reminded me of what you just yeah. said. I mean, just. And that is what we're talking about, which is you're not game playing. You're not like waiting for them to text you back or waiting for them to end it. You're coming up front and being open and honest. And I went into their office. Oh, even better. And Gosh, it, that's in person, it, it right? It's like face to face. And maybe that can be the subject of our next podcast. How to fire your attorney? <laughs> How to reject. Yeah. Yeah. How to, because I have a lot of people that, and look, I don't, there's not a rule book for this. It's not like, oh, we go out on three dates. Do I need to end it in person or over text? Or do how do I end it? Or yeah. do I end it? Right? Like there's all these like, can I just ghost with this one? I, you know. Yeah, I think that. A lot and, of questions. and like you've said it before, I mean, you've touched on it a couple of times in earlier podcasts Probably and just in earlier talkings about rejection and how rejection feels. It sucks. So, <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't feel good to have to do it either. I don't think I've known any, I don't think I've known anyone that's like, I can't wait to break up with someone. Like, I'm, woo, I'm so excited. I, there's some people in the hood that's just like, <laughs> because like, they want to have that story to tell. 
Ah, uh, well, yeah, they want to have that story to tell. Be yeah, like, I did it. Yeah, I had to cut this person part? off. Yeah, is that a power play? Well, no, that's not a power play. That's oh, okay. look, that's more of a perception of power and control. Ah, like being able to tell that story. Like, yeah, I had to cut her off. Oh, yes, you like know, it was yeah. like yeah, I had to shut it down. Yeah. And me, I'm always giving You're them like, that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that's I, I like, yeah, okay, my uh-huh. <laughs> I, I like it when, when also is like, you know, maybe one of their good friends comes in and goes, bullshit, she stopped texting you, homie. Sorry about it. Yeah, yeah, people always. Well. This has been good, talking about this. I really like this subject because there's a lot of questions that we all need to communicate and talk about and discuss and i like if anyone i think of our audience has questions or comments yeah i'm totally open for this yeah as long as you don't try to put power on either of us (laughs) say it (laughs) open-endedly or we're not answering (laughs) just kidding uh you can always uh email us at datinghumans at gmail.com for all the people who follow us on instagram please do stop DMing me asking about Mary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah, the perception I can't that of, is happening. That's yeah. I'm I, not gonna lie, my ego's like fuck yeah, <laughs> and there's a part of me that's like oh my gosh. Yeah, I've sent her some stuff. Guys are like you know, hey, it's crazy. You never know hey, until boo. you DM. <laughs> <laughs> Guys are like, hey, boo-boo. And I'm like... <laughs> and it's uh, you that they're getting. I'm a six-foot <laughs> black guy. <laughs> I'm not That's this, I'm not this tiny frame. Back. I'm not a tiny frame white girl. No. I'm <laughs> boo-boo. <laughs> oh. Nah, let me stop. <laughs> Start sending them selfies, please. <laughs> uh, negative. <laughs> But yes, uh, other than those, we will answer other ones. We'll answer questions, legitimate questions. Yeah. So, well, we'd like to thank you for listening. Uh, we'll probably add another outro yeah, thank to you this. Guys listening. But um, thanks for listening. And I guess we're signing, signing off. Are we able to play our music? Let's check it out. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Let's see. We had some music prepared for you guys thank you for your patience oh yeah this is Mary's song where is it yes is this it oh yeah that's it and as the beat drops hold on hold on she's dancing she's getting into it she's getting into it (laughs) don't look at my dance go Mary Go, Mary. It's not your birthday. <laughs> but it was. <laughs> okay, bye, you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, once again, follow us. Uh, datinghumans at gmail.com. You can follow us also on uh, Instagram. Uh, Mary, where can they follow you at? They can go to my website at marysmithcounseling.com. Okay. And also, we are on all the major podcast outlets, the anchors, the SoundClouds, the iTunes, the Spotify. So we're there. We're dating humans. We're the only one. So only one. There it is. Okay. Peace out, guys. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.